0: and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Got 10 minutes? Countdown to Blast Off with host Bethany Van Delft every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Get ready for a bite-sized podcast for kids and their adults that explains what's going on in the world. It'll bring you the context that all kids and their adults need to know about events, sports, science, gaming, pop culture, entertainment, and more. Awesome guests like Lego Masters judge Amy Corbett, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the voice of Pokemon's Ash Ketchum are guaranteed to swing by. Make The 10 News part of your family routine to connect, explore, and learn something new. Listen to The 10 News on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's get on to some shout-outs. Leif, from the White Mountains of New Hampshire, knows all the episodes by heart. I think if Leif was a character in the valley, he would be a goofy wizard who can turn rocks into goofballs. Thanks for listening, Leif. Wilhelmina shared a pretty incredible drawing as well. Thanks for that. If Wilhelmina was a character in the valley, she would own a potions shop called Wilhelmina's Amazing Handmade Potions and Powders. Thanks for listening, Wilhelmina. Morty Vale emailed me with a question about the Witch Queen. I appreciate that question, Morty. I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be a crafter of magic wands. You'd find the best sticks in the dark forest and you would imbue them with magic. Thanks for listening, Morty. And Rory from New Zealand shared a drawing in hopes it would inspire me, and it did. Thanks for that drawing, Rory. If you were a character in the valley, you would be the magical carver who carves statues with magical tools so that the statues can come to life. Thanks for listening, Rory. Today's story is a special one. It is a Patreon custom story. Those patrons that reach a certain threshold of contributions get to work with me personally to create a story just for them. This Patreon custom story was written with help from Ulysses. It is titled... Ulysses, the evil wizard. And I hope you like it. A small ship bobbed up and down in the ocean. A young wizard looked down at his map. The images on this magical map moved and shifted. The map showed the wizard where powerful magic items could be found. And X marked the spot right here floating in the water. Now what do you mean there's something magical here? The wizard asked the map. We're in the middle of the ocean. There can't be anything magical here. Unless... The wizard stuffed the map into his cloak and peered over the side of the boat into the blue water below. Oh, fiddlesticks, he said. He stood up and stretched. The wizard turned and looked to his cat, who was sunning herself on the other side of the boat. Well, Sunday... It looks like we're going to need to do some diving, said the wizard. The cat said nothing, because cats can't talk. The wizard dove into the water and swam all the way to the bottom. He looked around among the shells and sand, but found nothing. He resurfaced and climbed back into his boat. I think I'm going to need something special for this, he said to his cat. The wizard began rummaging through bags and chests of different things. Finally, he dumped out a particular bag and a little necklace dropped out. The necklace was nothing more than a simple leather string and a small seashell pendant. The wizard put the necklace on and dove again to the depths of the sea. This time he could stay underwater for much longer thanks to the magic of the necklace. It was one of his many interesting and useful magical items. Still, it took the wizard a very long time to find what he was looking for. He didn't even know what he was looking for. He only knew that something right there, right where the map said, was very magical. And he had to have it. This wizard had all the magical things. He found some. He made some. But most of them he stole. This wizard was a bad guy. He searched the depths of this part of the sea for hours and hours. Finally, after resorting to digging in the sand, he found it. A simple necklace with a pendant attached to it. Ulysses the wizard swam to the surface and climbed back into the boat. Dripping with water, he examined the pendant in the palm of his hand. He felt a mysterious power swirling within, Ulysses gazed deeply into the pendant, and it seemed alive. Something inside was swirling like a storm cloud. The wizard closed his eyes and shook his head to clear his mind. Well, Sunday, he said to his cat, I can't very well analyze this powerful artifact here on the boat, bobbing up and down in the ocean. Let's find a proper lair. He pulled out a telescope and looked all along the horizon for a good place to set up shop. His eyes finally came to rest on a huge black mountain. A black mountain? What better place for an evil wizard like myself, he said. The bad guy wizard adjusted his sails and set course for the black mountain of the valley. Once he arrived, he anchored his boat and filled a couple bags with important things. Sunday, Gingerly leaped off the boat and onto the ground. She stretched in the sunlight and waited to follow Ulysses. Ulysses pulled a small glass vial from his cloak. It was filled with shiny white powder like white glitter. He poured out a pinch into the palm of his hand. He tossed the white sparkling powder onto the boat, and the boat disappeared. All right, Sunday, let's go find our new lair, said Ulysses. He began the walk into the dark mountain, and his cat Sunday followed. Ulysses the evil wizard fell in love with the dark mountain right away. It was dark and creepy. There were strange sounds coming from all around, and the place was littered with the stuff of people who had lived there before. Old tables, rusty weapons, rotten food. Ulysses and Sunday found a nice spot that would be perfect for a lair. He began setting up some discarded tables. He planned on performing different tests on the new magical item he found at the bottom of the sea. In a few hours, he turned a dark, creepy cave into a dark, creepy laboratory. Ulysses knew his new pendant was very powerful, but that was all he knew about it. He placed the pendant on the table and began running experiments on it. Special powders, magic mirrors, scales, solutions of strange liquids, and many other sciency things littered the tabletop. Ulysses ran countless tests on this magical pendant. After much testing, he discovered a few things. One, this was perhaps the most powerful magical item he ever owned. Two, the magic seemed to come from an actual person or creature that was trapped in this pendant. And three, Ulysses was definitely going to try and access the power locked within this artifact. The evil wizard was interrupted by Sunday hissing from across the room. Ulysses jerked his head in the direction of the sound. Sunday, what's going on over there? Before Ulysses walked over to check it out, he heard a scraping sound, like someone was dragging something across the stone cave floor. He reached out clutched his magical staff and waited for, whatever it was, to come into view. Ulysses smiled as a small green goblin strolled into his newly redecorated cave room. The little goblin dragged a massive battle hammer behind him. As this little goblin strolled into the room, he stopped to where Sunday was perched. She was no longer hissing. She sniffed curiously at the little green creature. Hello, kitty, said the goblin. Her name is Sunday, said Ulysses. Hello, Sunday, said the goblin. My name's Steve. And I'm Ulysses. Welcome to my lair, said the evil wizard. Not your lair, my mountain, said Steve. No bad guys in Black Mountain anymore. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, on all counts. This is my lair. This is my mountain. And there are bad guys in the Black Mountain. Me, said Ulysses. Steve sighed. (sighs) Go away, please. I am Steve, the Goblin King, King of Dark Mountain. No more bad guys. Bye-bye. Ulysses then noticed that the hammer the goblin was dragging behind him was glowing a gentle red. He figured it shouldn't be too tough to take it for himself. Tell you what, Steve, you give me your hammer and I won't blast you with my magical staff, said Ulysses. Steve sighed again. "Ah. Nope, I guess we fight now. Ulysses swung his staff in front of him and sent a blue blast of magic towards Steve. Steve reacted quickly. In the blink of an eye, he swung his impossibly huge hammer. It intercepted the blue blast, knocking it out of the air, and it ricocheted harmlessly into the wall of the cave. Steve's eyes glowed red. Ulysses was surprised. He did not expect this little goblin to be a threat. He leaped at the little green menace and swung his staff down upon him. Again, Steve the Goblin King met the attack. The giant battle hammer clashed with the magical staff in an explosion that rocked the caves. The staff flew from Ulysses' hands, and he stood unarmed before the little battle-hungry goblin. Ulysses turned and spied the magical pendant resting on the table nearby. He figured now was as good a time as any to test its power. Ulysses leaped backward, snatching the necklace and pendant off the table. He put it on as Steve smashed the tables with his hammer. Ulysses opened himself up to the power of the pendant, letting it flow through his body. He gasped at the intense surge of magic within himself. Steve noticed this change. He squinted and soon saw the pendant hanging from Ulysses' neck. Oh, no, said Steve. Oh, you did a wrong thing. If this much power is wrong, then I don't want to be right, replied Ulysses. His eyes glowed black, and the room they were in became darker. Steve rushed Ulysses in a fury of rage and power, but was stopped in mid-leap. With a flick of his wrist, Ulysses knocked Steve into the cave wall. The magical hammer of the Goblin King clanged to the floor. Steve clambered to his feet and scrambled out of the cave room. He ran as fast as he could and took all the shortcuts he knew about to escape the dark mountain as quickly as possible. He knew his goblin horde would stay hidden. Steve recognized that pendant. He knew it was no mere magical artifact. It was the famous oracle stone, and trapped within was the witch queen of near-limitless power. He ran and ran as fast as his little green legs could carry him to get help from the ninjas of Valley Town. The end. And now for some awesome shout-outs. Miles from Sackville drew an awesome tree beast. Thanks so much for that drawing, Miles. You're awesome. Hendrik from Vancouver drew a picture with tree beasts and dragons, and I love it. Great job, Hendrick. You're awesome. The website is kids Podcast.com. Send all your drawings and everything to kids Podcast at gmail.com and find hours and hours more stories at patreon.com forward slash kids stories Podcast. Adios.